both his blessed Colt forty-five and his Henry repeating rifle were within easy reach, but he didn't draw either weapon. Even the rifle was useless at this range, but Roulette's long strides would have him there in less than half a minute. The woman fired again, and this time Jack caught a blurred glimpse of her intended targets. Three dog-sized shapes circled the woman, probably mountain wolves, but larger than any Jack had ever seen. As she fired again, Jack realized that they were toying with her, but that made no sense. Wild wolves would have killed her or run off by now. As Jack thundered closer, three pairs of glowing eyes turned in his direction. Without slowing, he reached down and drew out his rifle, cocking the weapon with a double snap of his wrist. At a hundred yards, he jerked hard on Roulette's reins, leapt from the saddle, and landed in a crouch. After dropping to one knee, he sighted the rifle on the wolf farthest from the woman and fired. He expected to hear a sharp cry as the bullet hit. The animal twitched, but didn't cry out, and didn't run. Jack was a better shot with a pistol than his rifle, but only because he had always been exceptional with a pistol in his hand. From this distance, even at night, he was sure he hadn't missed. After chambering another round, he aimed with a bit more care and fired. The wolf flinched. Then it stood up. Jack blinked. You don't see that every day. He raised the rifle again, but before he could fire, the other two wolves rose to a hunched standing position. All three animals looked in his direction. Looks like company's coming. The wolves dropped to all fours and loped toward him, their yellow eyes burning in the moonlight, their fangs flashing white. Jack began firing the rifle as quickly as he could load, sight, and squeeze the trigger. Now he understood the desperately rapid shots that had brought him in this direction. He shot the same animal again and again, each shot slowing the beast until he finally brought it to the ground. But the other two were almost upon him. With lightning reflexes he developed for years when he was alive, Jack drew his colt peacemaker and shot the first in the face when it was only ten yards away. A satisfying human-animal scream erupted from the creature as Jack brought the pistol toward the second, but too late. The beast hit him in the chest as he fired. He fell backward, its claws ripping through his duster, its snarls savage, its jaws snapping toward his throat. Jack used the beast's momentum against it, kicking with his legs as his back hit the ground and launching the animal into a somersault. As he did so, claws dug into his left shoulder and tore a huge gash in his dead flesh. Fiery pain burned through him. The beast twisted in the air and landed on its feet. Jack rolled, his peacemaker still in his hand. Before the beast could spring again, he fired three rapid shots into its brain. With a groan and a mighty exhale of air, it went down. The first wolf he'd shot in the head was doing a mixed scream howl while twisting violently on the ground and clawing at its smoking face. Jack pushed himself to his feet, took a quick step in the wolf's direction, and emptied his colt, two shots, at point-blank range. The animal shuddered, and stilled. 
It resembled a normal wolf, but its snout was a bit shorter and thicker, giving it a face that looked like a cross between a wolf's and a baboon's. Its ears were wolf-like but larger, and its shoulders and legs were rippled with muscle. Most telling, this wolf had a broader, more horizontal body than any wolf would ever have, more like a man's. Werewolves. Jack grimaced as he clumsily reloaded his pistol, struggling with his injured arm. The pain, white-hot and searing. Four months ago, he might have been surprised to discover that werewolves were real and that they liked to snack on ranchers and their wives, but that had been before he'd met his first vampire.